We're not meant to be who we are now in one year, two years, five years' time. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to change. We learn and we grow and we gain experience and we get stronger and we get smarter and we get wiser. We all get to evolve and we all get to have a choice in that evolution. You get to choose to live as your highest self. Hey, hey, welcome to the Bodies Built Better podcast. I am your host, Jackie Tan, and this show is all about human performance. And I understand human performance means different things to different people, but I wanted to tell you what it means to me. It means showing up every single day in every single situation as my absolute best self. It means being able to think clearly, have great focus, have great energy, feel and be strong in every situation, whether I have to show up for a presentation or a new project or at my training or at a party with friends and family. It just means being so grounded in who I am and in my convictions and just feeling awesome and having the confidence in myself to show up um, in every single situation. And there are so many things that help me to show up and perform at my best. And this podcast is all about understanding what are the different strategies and tools that I can incorporate in my life and use in my life when I need them in order to do the thing that I'm about to go and do. So, you know, if you're someone who loves training and training really hard and you have goals that you want to achieve, then yeah, all the training side of things is, you know, what you do to get really good to achieve that goal. Um, You know, when we think about the mindset of of achieving that goal, yes, you work on the mindset, everything that you need to think, the way you need to think, the way you need to potentially reframe and open your mind to different ways of doing things. So human performance for me really encompasses so many aspects in life. And this episode today, I wanted to talk about what I've learned whilst travelling. And so it's really interesting because, you know, I think when we think about performance, you know, we can think about all those lofty goals that we have that are very physical. Um, But uh, for me it's so much more than that and that's why I was really inspired to do this episode because it was interesting to me things that came up whilst we were overseas Um, and I'm lucky in the sense that, you know, via this podcast and because I get to talk to incredible people and, and learn these, you know, different ways of getting the best from myself, I I feel like I was well equipped to handle, you know, different situations that came our way when we were overseas. Um, by no means am I, am I done? Am I the perfect person? Um, (laughs) There's always something to learn. And, um, you know, working on yourself 
is a forever journey. I think, you know, it's just like training our physical body. We continually and consistently need to work on it. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm truly grateful to, to the people that I've learned from, you know, via the podcast, but also you incredible people. I, I, I know some of you, <laughs> we've had conversations um, and those who I don't know, um, thank you for being here and, and listening into the podcast today. So let's dive straight into what I learned. And by the way, I would love for you to get in touch with me and let me know if any of these things resonate with you, um, if you've experienced any of this. And um, yeah, I would just love to hear from you because I love communicating and getting to know awesome people. That is all. Right. So the first thing that I discovered on my European holiday was togetherness. And that may sound really weird, but I mean, you could also probably say presence. Um, How many times have you caught yourself being in the presence of whether it's a family member or maybe a friend or even your work colleagues and you know even though you are together not really together so my husband works long hours and for a long time I worked long hours so to be together on holiday where we were both able to completely switch off and appreciate not only the beauty and history and culture of Europe, but we got to appreciate each other and truly be together, enjoying each other's company and talking about anything and everything apart from work. <laughs> and we're laughing together. And that's that's not to say that we don't talk to each other and we don't have laughs because we do, but, you know, it's just so different when we're both completely relaxed and carefree and so wonderfully excited about exploring and going on these epic adventures together. So, of course, this then takes me to think about how we can actively and intentionally bring back or bring that back home. So we think about our work hours and, you know, making sure that we set times where, you know, when we're working, we are working and when we're not, we're not. It's one of those things, right? Like, you know, when you're overseas, you're exploring and and seeing so many different incredible things. But, you know, I, I think you can bring that back home. Like, you can continue to enjoy your surroundings and discover new places and and still go on adventures and and seek out these experiences together here back home and you know not only making sure that we're truly present in you know all of those moments but also with our friends and with our family and trying not to fall into these old habits so I mean, yeah, I I hate to admit it, and I'm sure you could probably relate, but, you know, it is so easy to take for granted the people in our lives that we really care about. So making sure that I am truly present and positive and intentional when I'm with the people that I really love and care about is something that 
I want to improve on and, and something that had has come up for me, you know, whilst being away um, overseas. So, yeah, just making sure that, you know, really focusing on that closeness um, and, you know, recovering the, that genuine and meaningful connection with, with everyone. Um, so that was the first thing, you know, we can be together but not truly together. So make sure the next time you are in the presence of someone you care about, be there. Really be there. And the next one is kindness. And I know we all know how great kindness is, but oh my goodness, it goes so far. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be grand gestures. Simply smiling and looking at someone in the eye when being greeted goes a whole freaking long way. <laughs> it really does. We had the opportunity to do this a lot. It was, you know, it was at the airport check-in, um, at the counters or the flight attendants or the Uber driver um, or at the hotel check-in or at a cafe or at a restaurant or the tour guide. I mean, there were so many times that we could put a smile on our face and say thank you but really like really genuinely mean it and I mean you know whenever I smile it's kind of sometimes it can be a bit too much <laughs> it can scare people with how genuinely excited I can get sometimes you know depending on where I am um but you know these there's so many moments where, you know, there's these chances that we get to spread a little kindness. Um, the, the best part is, you know, kindness is a universal language. We don't need to be from the same country to know kindness or to know how to express it or to feel it or how to share it. It can be so easily given and, and yet, how many acts of kindness can you say you experience in a day or better yet give kindness and express it freely and willingly without expectation without wanting or waiting to be on the receiving end it can have such a profound impact on someone's day and so many other people's days as that's the ripple effect of kindness you know like you're kind to someone that cheers them up that then makes them be cheery and kind to someone else and so on and so on. The best part, of course, is that it doesn't cost a damn thing, which brings me to a story that I really wanted to share with you. It was when we were in Paris. Now, <laughs> I've got to tell you, in every single city, we love to find cafes that have the best coffee and hot chocolate. This is this, this is purely because my husband is picky and <laughs> he needs good coffee. And if you love coffee, then I'm sure you can relate to this sentiment. So every time we're in a new city, we go on maps and we see all the local cafes and, um, and we kind of go one by one and, and try them. And as soon as we find that we really love, that's, that's it. We're there. <laughs> okay. The whole time we will be there. We get get to know the the workers there as well. It, it's quite fun um, 
to do that. So we were lucky that we found one on the first day whilst we were in Paris. Um, so for four days, we were greeted by the same girl. And for four days, we smiled and tried our best French. <laughs> and for four days, she smiled and replied in English. And on our last day, we decided we'd get a little cookie as well and um, and take it across the road to the park. And so she wrapped the cookie and she put it aside and then she grabbed this other cake and proceeded to wrap that. And she handed both of them to us and said, that the cake was a gift. It was a French pastry and um, she wanted us to have it. And that kindness is what life is all about. It doesn't matter where in the world you are. It just, that one, you know, it highlights for us that, you know, good people, a good coffee, beautiful interactions. And, you know, she didn't have to do that. Um, but I guess, you know, <laughs> seeing our faces every day with a smile and um, and getting to see hers, uh, it was just really lovely. So I wanted to share that story because, I mean, again, you don't have to be giving something to someone, but showing up with a smile on your face and giving someone the time of day to have a chat and say hi is just, it's really beautiful and goes a very long way. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was patience. And holy heck, that is like a, well, it's a non-negotiable in life, but patience is a non-negotiable when you're travelling because I, I can pretty much guarantee you that something, one thing will go wrong when you're travelling. So many moments will test your patience. Traveling brings it out. And so if we take some examples from kindness in which we just talked about, a smile or a positive greeting with the flight attendant or the barista or the tour guide or the hotel desk manager, but instead you experience none of that, they may not offer a smile when they take your order or even look up at you. And, you know, the thing is, this used to annoy me because well, obviously running a service-based business where people and clients feel welcome and safe and seen and heard, I mean, that was the heart of my business. And what I came to understand or realise is that there will be people and cultures that are different to our own where we do things differently and just because they don't smile or look at you in the eye doesn't necessarily mean they're being rude. It might, <laughs> but it also might not. So putting aside your judgment and practicing patience becomes crucial in these moments because it helps the process of letting go and you're able to enjoy the moment and the moments that follow for what they are. That acceptance means you're not labeling the experience as good as as good or bad and that's that can be a really powerful thing because if you let it sometimes these you know interactions can impact your day and and if they're impacting your day negatively then I mean that's not a good thing right you want to have great memories and and you know remember certain places for you know the incredibleness of them um, and so when we put a story behind something that's not actually true, uh, it can 
ruin your day and, and for what? You don't even know that that in actual fact is what happened or is their intention. So I, I like to be able to just let go of all of that, keep your own patience, and that will really help to um, move throughout your travels without any expectations and um, enjoy it a little bit more. And of course, that's what you want to be doing <laughs> when you're traveling. Um, I, I really believe, I believe traveling is a privilege and we really must try to embrace all that comes with travel. That includes, yes, those annoying delays, including other people's sometimes rude behavior including systems and processes that are different to yours or that you have in your country and that you're used to. And it's funny because I still get surprised and honestly a little annoyed when I hear a Westerner complain to a worker and say, that's not how we do it back home and go on to explain and then complain some more. (laughs) honestly so painful to hear because you are not in your country anymore (laughs) you're somewhere else and the reason you're in that country is to uh, explore and experience all the the beauty and wonderful things that it has to offer and just because it's doesn't they don't do things or run things a certain way that we do back here or back there or wherever you're from it, it and yes it may not be as efficient as what it could be all that you're used to, but there really is no use in complaining. I just don't see um, how that can help anyone. So, yes, things will be different and they may not be better, but you can count on them being different and this is another opportunity to practice patience and acceptance. So when you embrace it and accept it, travel becomes so much more enjoyable. So if you are someone who needs to work on patience, try breathing exercises because the breath can be vital or it is vital, that vital pause that can help you regain control over your reaction. It can really be the difference between saying something that you regret and having a great time. Uh, I bang on about the breath so much, but it's because it truly is uh, the key to everything within ourselves. And that might sound a bit cryptic, but we'll go on more about that later. (laughs) Um, So this brings me to another aspect of understanding and accepting differences. So. Differences of our family, our partners, our friends, or anyone else that we travel with or come in contact with. All I want to say, actually I have a bit to say, but what I will say is know your people. How long does it take for them to get ready? Are they always misplacing things and looking for them? Do they take really long showers every morning? Do they spend an hour doing their makeup or choosing their outfit or shaving their face and putting on aftershave? And, or do they have or need six alarms at five-minute intervals to go off <laughs> to wake them up in the morning? These are all things that you need to accept 
and come to terms with because you can't change them. Yes, you can communicate with, let's just say it's your spouse. You can communicate what needs to be done in the morning, the time you need to be somewhere at an event or at a tour or at a hotel, leave the hotel, the airport. Just know that we humans are fickle and we can't change overnight. And this acceptance and communication will save a lot of tears and disagreements and will make for a much nicer experience on your holidays. So remember patience when you travel. Know your person and all their little quirks and all the things that you do a little bit differently because they really show up when you're together 24-7 moving through different cities. Get lost. Not you. (laughs) That's my next one. Get lost. This actually used to give me anxiety. I am not great with unknowns. I'm still not that great, (laughs) but I'm working on it. And I have learned to accept it, especially whilst traveling. My expectation now is things will not go to plan and to expect the unexpected and embrace whatever comes our way. This helps with my anxiety a lot. So when things don't go or when they actually do go exactly to plan, it's really exciting for me and a novelty. So if you're someone that gets anxious about taking a wrong, like literally taking a wrong turn um, or the wrong train, make sure you have internet and you will almost never get lost. And of course, always try to prepare in advance and know where you're going, especially if it concerns your safety. Um, And obviously, it depends where you are. And, you know, some places will be safer than others and for whatever reason, but just plan and know your surroundings as much as possible. In saying that, during our European travels, for us, some of the greatest laughs have come from getting lost. Some of our greatest discoveries have come from getting lost and some of our nicest conversations with locals have come from getting lost. And these are just some of the experiences that we otherwise may not have had, had it not been for taking a wrong turn or catching the wrong train or forgetting to check Google Maps to see where we were and took the wrong turn from not checking early enough and we went too far. You get the point. But, you know, whilst it's so important to know where you're going and to be very vigilant as to where you are and and your surroundings, it's also nice to take that pressure off and explore and wander and get lost because you just, you don't know what you'll find. So I think when we have the mindset that, you know, getting lost is okay and and that you will be able to find your way again. You know, you've got your phone, there's a cafe, you just go into the cafe and um, use Wi-Fi if you need to and get back on track or, you know, ask directions from a worker inside a cafe or a shop, where you know, whatever you've got um, access to. But, um, you know, sometimes getting lost can lead to the most beautiful experiences as well. So, um embrace that and go in with the mindset that 
sometimes getting lost is okay. Sunshine. We all need it on a cellular level. We need it to be healthy. And this, I mean, for me, I truly believe I'm meant to be a sun person. Like, I do not do well in winter months. And as soon as I am in the hotter climates, I thrive. I just love it. My entire being, everything comes alive. In fact, I'm coming alive now just thinking about sunshine. It makes me so happy, the warmth of the rays as it touches my skin. It gives me energy like nothing else. It's really one of the things in terms of my body and my energy that I noticed how good I felt all day in the sun. Not only did I feel my energy levels increased, but my sleep was also much better. And, of course, you could say the sleep was better because we were walking anywhere from 15 to 20 kilometres a day. That's not a joke. We'd start at 8 a.m. in the morning and or sometimes even 6.30, depending on the tours. We'll walk all over the city and get back to our hotel anywhere between 5 o'clock and 9 o'clock at night. So... You could say we were physically tired, which helped our sleep. <laughs> but either way, the sun on our skin felt amazing and there is nothing in this world that can replicate that. So if you're someone who isn't getting a lot of natural light and you lack energy, it really might be something, not might, it should be something that you consider that is get out more and get some natural sunlight on your skin because holy heck, it's amazing. Go for the walk in the morning. Go for your tea break and get outside on your lunch break. Before you start cooking dinner, go for a quick walk or go after dinner and and try try to find as many excuses to get outside as possible. And, you know, I know a lot of people have kids and if you don't, then there's not too many excuses that you can't get yourself outside. But, you know, if you do have a family, get the whole family outside. The sun is good for everyone. It's good for every human. And, you know, these are really great behaviours and habits, uh, healthy habits that you're showing your, your family and your kids. So get outside and move about and walk and really soak up that sun because, gosh, it, it just it's so good for you. And, you know, when you can gamify it with the whole family involved you know whoever gets the most sun in a week wins or the one who doesn't buys coffees or lunch or I know your kids can't (laughs) or depending on how old they are you know they could buy you a coffee or lunch or something just make it fun it's a healthy habit to get into so make it work for you and then of course it brings me to the next one which is movement And especially for us, all we did was walk. And I know if you're someone who loves to, whether it's lift weights in the gym or run, well, you know, 150 kilometres a week, whatever it is, you might think of walking as not really going to just, I guess, not compare to what you do. Um, in a relative way, but wow, it was unbelievable. 
we felt so good. We still felt strong. We actually came back a little bit lighter. Um, and it's hilarious because, you know, we both, when the both of us got back home and got back into work and, you know, we're both at a computer for a lot of the day, it was such a huge eye-opener because the both of us, our bodies hurt so much from sitting down and not walking, you know, the, nowhere near the amount that we were walking when we were away. Um, so we were both pain-free throughout that five, four and a half weeks of travel um, and as soon as we get back home, we're like in pain. So it, it was an eye-opener. Like logically you know this, I knew this, but to experience it, I mean, holy heck, it was, it, yeah, huge eye-opener. So all I want to say is that movement is so important. <laughs> yes, we know this. Um, but walking, if all you did was walk all day, every day, that will just help you so much. And the beauty of walking so much and being outside is, of course, you get to be outside and you get to soak up the sun and you get to be in nature and experience all of that as well. So um, movement and walking is incredible. Okay, the next one is... Travel allows for introspection. It really does give you time to step back and think. And whilst I was on my travels, there were so many times where I had the opportunity to just sit and either listen to a podcast or read a book or write in my journal. And it was interesting. After I, I read a specific email, I've got a subscription that I have and they send out emails every week and I want to share this with you because it resonated with me and it really, really got me thinking about my life and my decisions in my life and my outlook on life, what is next for me in life and more importantly, how I want to show up and the person that I want to be in my life. So this is a little um, excerpt from that email um, and my own musings as well. So this is it. Imagine this. You exist in another universe. We'll call it your highest self. There is another you living all of your dreams, living your best life right now. What would you want to ask yourself who is living the dream and loving life? If you asked you, your high self, for advice in this moment, what would you, your highest self, say? It's so often we seek externally for the answers, but if we took a moment to tune into ourselves, the self deep down, the self who knows best, our highest self turning into ourself. What feels most aligned with who you are, what you want for yourself and how you want to live and serve in this world? If you aren't where you thought you'd be, where you want to be, how would you choose to make the next minute, the next hour 
the next morning, next afternoon, day, week, month, year better? What actions would you choose to live a little closer to the way you want to live? What feelings help you embody the person you want to become? Your highest self. I've made some decisions in my career, in my health, the way I live, the habits I've created, and the ones that don't serve me. And this is something I will continue to reflect on. This will continue to evolve because I will continue to evolve. And that's a promise because I we're not meant to stay the same. We're not meant to be who we are now in one year, two years, five years' time. We're meant to evolve. We're meant to change. We learn and we grow and we gain experience and we get stronger and we get smarter and we get wiser. We all get to evolve and we all get to have a choice in that evolution. You get to choose to live as your highest self. The last thing I want to talk about is your environment because environment matters. It truly, truly matters. And, you know, I you don't have to fly across to the other side of the world to be in, you know, the Palace of Versailles or in Giverny and Monet's Gardens and be in that beautiful (laughs) environment. But, you know, in your room right now, as I am in in my little recording studio, um, it's actually a mess, if I'm completely honest. I don't need to clean it. But that's what I mean. Like, I know for myself when I am working, I need a nice, clean, spacious environment and that really puts me in the right headspace. Um, But in saying that also, thinking about, you know, whether you need to take yourself out of an environment that doesn't or isn't serving you or you know, that you need a break from is so important for our well-being. And, you know, sometimes that that, that might be the family home or that might be your workspace um, that you need a break from. And that shouldn't bring you guilt because I know in my experience I have felt guilty in the past because, you know, sometimes I did need a break from, you know, my family or um, my work and that space you know we're human we sometimes things get a bit much and the only way to to manage it is to move away from it um and that's the beauty of changing your environment because obviously getting out of one place and into another it it also helps you to reflect um from a position of objectiveness because you know by removing yourself physically you can also try to um, remove yourself emotionally as well and try and look at uh, the lens of objectiveness around what's happening in your life and um, certain situations and you know it can give you clarity about how you want to proceed whether you know that's in your career or relationships or your health habits or financial habits Um, and it can really help you let go and accept what is Uh, acceptance for how others are what's in your power to change and what isn't 
and how to navigate that. But yeah, removing yourself from that environment can help you start that process. And as I've reflected and continue to reflect back on, you know, what was the most extraordinary trip, I realize that I've been living every day with this kind of background hum, that underlying static of stress or of expectation or judgment. Whether you could say that could be my own or others' judgments, um, you know, this anticipation, or I didn't realize the impact it was having on my physical well being and my mental health until we were overseas and I left all of that behind and what felt like lifting shackles. I felt free and I felt joy and excitement and curiosity without expectation and without the burden of my brain telling me I need to discover what I want to do, get a job, make money, all of those things. And so I just want you to know that you're amazing and you're worth it and you're worth your time and that removing yourself from certain situations and certain environments can be the best thing that you'll ever do to get a true perspective on what's happening and what decision to make next. And there's no right or wrong, but there is a what feels right for you. So environment matters. And that's all I've got today. Those, those were the things that really stood out for me on my travels. I would love to know, because I feel like 2023, is, has been a year that a lot of people have gone on overseas holidays and hilariously we actually bumped into someone we know whilst we were in Italy and hilariously like out of all places in the bell tower of the Duomo in Florence I mean out of all the places to bump into someone uh it's always the way isn't it um but I would love to know if you've been on travels recently and you've learned so much, whether it's been about yourself, whether it's about life, about what really matters to you. I'd love to know. Get in touch. Let me know about your travels because actually travel is like one of my favourite things to talk about. I do not get bored of talking about travel or hearing about someone's travels, honestly. And if you've been travelling, then I need to see photos. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's all from me. If you know someone who is about to go traveling and you think they could learn a thing or two from this episode, I would truly appreciate you sharing it with them. And one more thing before I head off and let you go about your day, could you spare a minute to leave a review? That would really help this podcast and I would really appreciate that. So two minutes to head over to Apple or Spotify or whichever podcast platform that you love listening your podcast to. Um, give us a five-star review and a little um, reason why you enjoy listening to the podcast or this particular episode. I would be forever grateful. You are awesome. I'm so grateful that you've tuned into today's episode. Thank you so much. Have the best day, week, month, and year.
because you're awesome. Stay awesome. We'll catch you next time.